Hello and welcome to the seventh episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had to look at you then, like, what the hell? What are we on? Yeah, yeah seven. Mad in it. Mad in it. We need to do something special for our tenth one. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What. <laughs> I could be a dad boy then. We get the baby on. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. or we could dress up as well. Like. Yeah, what is a baby? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you? How's things going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, like I just said to you, very tired. Um, which I think. I think definitely affects my mood. I've been quite, um, I suppose, quite irritable today. Um, but I think that's a bit Monday morning feeling. Didn't mm. sleep very well over the weekend. But, yeah, not not too bad, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad here. Um, had a lot of the uh, hospital appointment stuff uh, a week just gone. So, um, most of it all okay at the minute. So, that's good. But, obviously, a bit, yeah. of, a, uh, bit of an eventful week. Going yeah, and having yeah. cameras at places that cameras... Really shouldn't go, but no, yeah, other than that, I do do know what I mean, really, just plodding along, I feel like it's been a bit of a, um, I don't know, it's just been a bit of a, like, straightforward, it's not straightforward, because everything I've had done, but I mean, like, uh, mentally, it's been just a bit of a, yeah, just sort of a plateau week, I suppose, like, no real ups and downs, really. Not a bad thing, necessarily. No, no. Not a bad thing, and work-wise... Yeah, um, just starting to start proper work full time from tomorrow, so that's, that's cool. going to be good. Get a little bit of routine going, and hopefully, yeah. uh, everything will fall into place. Yeah, okay, good. That's good. Yeah. How's uh, how's work for you? Um, yeah, I better not say too much. I'm wearing my logo. Um, yeah, works. Well, I think the way <laughs> works, works, work. Um, yeah, just sort of going going through the motions at the moment. I think. Uh, just looking forward to being off with the baby at the moment. I think that's just, I suppose, work's not got my full attention at the moment because of waiting, if that mm. makes sense. Like we've still potentially got uh, five weeks left, five weeks tomorrow's the due date. Um, but from what we've had a lot of appointments at the hospital, we reckon it'll be before that. So I think it's just, just want to tally up now. Bit know? of a waiting game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we said that like, the initial bit when you, you find out it's really exciting because you turn with your own. And then you've had this bit of, of low at the moment where it's like, okay, like, come on, anytime. Um, but yeah, yeah, work, work's work. I did uh, just going back to, because um, I think it's what we're going to focus the episode on at the minute but I did have my first session of CBT on Thursday as well I forgot to mention yeah um, that went well it was just obviously going through the sort of questionnaire mm-hmm. bits and yeah, 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 yeah. trying to think of a bit of a, a plan things that we'll be going through but um, it was good it was nice to finally just you know it. Ta- I think it sometimes takes a while for you to build up asking for help so it's nice just to walk in there and be a bit like shush computer and uh, just be a bit like you know here I am I'm finally asking for a bit yeah. of help so that was good it was a little bit of relief yeah uh, I say so that's what we're talking about today so I suppose good place to start is is with that um is that the first form of cancelling that you've ever done no I've actually done um two before this one being CBT and one was just like a and I don't really know what you'd call it, but just normal counselling, mm-hmm. but it kind of wasn't, they didn't really touch on the <clears throat> subjects that I wanted them to touch on. They yeah. couldn't let go of, yeah, yeah like I was saying, saying for, yeah, yeah, they couldn't let go of the fact that it was caused by stuff, even though I'd stopped it. So, um, so that kind of left me a bit frustrated, actually. And I think it let me, it made me not believe in like counselling mm-hmm. stuff necessarily. But then I did CBT after that and that did really help, um, as from what I remember, it really sort of gave me... It gives you strategies, doesn't it? It gives you little yeah. 
tools in your toolbox, as I like to put yeah, it, um, yeah, yeah. to help you. So I've got a lot of those. I think I just struggle with putting them into, into practice, practice yeah. every day. Yeah, I mean, I'm very much, or well, was very much the same as you. I, um, God, blimey, is he going back, putting up 15 years, sort of started counselling. Uh, a friend of mine's next-door neighbour was a counsellor, had sort of two sessions, and thought, basically... But let's, excuse me, um, I'm paying someone to make me feel worse because that's mm. initially when you leave, you do. So to yeah. feel worse than before I came in. So I sort of done two sessions and never bothered. Um, and then same with medication. I was always very much against taking medication. Um, I didn't want to be dependent on it. Mm. But I'm now very much, I do, I take two sorts of medication. Um uh, I couldn't tell you the name of them, mm-hmm. um, but I take two. Um, they're never easy names either, are they? Why no, is it no, never no. like That's what I mean. tick or that. tack? Why what is have it you always... tried before? Yeah. I don't know. I can't um, remember. But I'm very much an advocate of it. And I, I can, I know when I've not, mm. or not taken them, and Joe knows when I'm not taking them because of my mood. Um, and yeah, cancelling for me is is something that I'd recommend for anyone struggling the initial part is you know is really difficult because yeah. it's the the biggest bit is admitting that you need help yeah definitely. and then seeking help and I've done it you know I've uh, spent two years three years uh, seeing someone at mind uh, this is going back probably six years um, and I think I've touched on a previous podcast but he knew more about me than any of my family mm. than Joe uh, we had conversations and that I've not had before because it's a person who's non-biased hasn't got an opinion mm. of you who you know who's there just for that purpose um, and I remember him telling me I'm leaving in September uh, but you know we were discussing it at the time what you what you want to do um, and I was absolutely heartbroken mm. when he left because it's I suppose you grow close without having an yeah. emotional sight and if that makes sense because mm. yeah this guy had seen me at my highest and, and at my lowest almost um, so yeah then I, I stopped they did say to me you know do you want to see another counsellor um, I said no um, the idea of starting all over again with someone was difficult uh, and then I went back probably yeah, probably about 18 months later I just turned up at mind in Rushton just walked in like a random mm. day after work and just said, oh, "I need, need help." Yeah. Um, which is something I'd recommend to anyone out there. You know, Mind and Rushton. Um, I don't know if you know where it is near the Tesco's. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're really good there. So if anyone who's you know in the area listening to this, I'd recommend just turning up. That's what I done. Just turned up and said, "Look, I need some support. I need help." And we sat, had a coffee. Someone spoke to me, and then within sort of a week. I'm on the waiting list, but was in pretty quickly. So I'd, I'd definitely recommend it to anyone that's needs to go there. Yeah, there's quite a few. Well, there's there's a few at least charities out there that are really good for stuff like that. And I think I always think it's really hard. So when you say to people, well, you know, there's this big thing where people use that phrase, open, you know, blokes need to talk more, mm-hmm. not just blokes, but obviously, you know, they say that blokes keep it in a lot, blokes need to talk more, but sometimes I think when people hear that, they instantly think of their friends, and like we've discussed before, there's plenty of 
friendship groups that I mean there's plenty of people out there so lonely they feel like they haven't got anyone to turn mm. to or there's certain friendship groups they might be in where they just it's just not that environment for them to say anything and there's just real you know just just think about these charities and stuff it can I suppose some people could find it harder to talk to somebody they've never met before um, especially if you're you know a bit of a shy person or whatever but you know just take the leap like you say as soon as you these are at the end of the day they're they're professionals aren't they really like as soon as you go in and say i need help they're not just going to push you out the door you know they're going to welcome you with open arms but it can be really scary but you know it's like samaritans and stuff like the amount of lives they've saved and stuff it's like if you're really at that point just speak to them just even if you still have intentions of carrying on the way you were afterwards or you know whatever it's just like make that call just do it because it's really hard like even when I went doctors about this like genuinely on the on the way I mean my doctors is literally a two minute drive I probably should have walked us out later <laughs> but I uh, drove down there and literally when I was sitting in the car before I got out part of me thought oh, I might not bother I might just go home yeah. you know yeah, they're not going to tell me anything I don't know that's what I always think yeah. like yeah, what yeah. counsellor's going to tell me stuff I don't know but you know and I always find talking to a stranger there's two percent I always find talking to a stranger easier sometimes. Yep. Um, again, because there's no perception of you, there's no past experience of you. But what I w- will say is, from um, since we've been doing this, the feedback and the reaction I've got, especially from male friends, has been not not what I expected, but better than what I expected. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's you know, people that I saw on Saturday who were like really enjoying it. You know, it's, it's you know, and asked me why. Um, and then the lads at football, they all listened to it, or a lot of them listened to it. And you know, one of them on Saturday, why are you doing it? And I told him because mm. us as blokes don't talk. And then he touched on his mental health a little bit. Now that wouldn't have happened, happened yeah. six, six months ago because I suppose they wouldn't have known that my struggles were and wouldn't have known that I was willing to talk. So mm. by doing this, it's already having positive feedback and and, yeah. and, and, and adding that environment in a football environment where, you know, we were all there with all lads yeah. and you and all the rest of it. It, it was, um, it, it was nice. It was nice. I won't mention the guy's name because he might not want me to, but yeah, he said that, you know, to it helped him. You yeah, know, which is which is nice as well. Yeah, I think it's really good just to, just to be able to talk just one on one or not even one on one. You know, to get a bunch of you together and mm-hmm. just say you know right every even if it's every two weeks, even once a month, we're going to sit down and just discuss what has been going on. You yeah, know? I mean, and you don't have to like really spill everything. You can just say you know, yeah, I did have a week two weeks ago where I felt really crap. Like I think it's so difficult, and I suppose it's you know somebody's got to take that take the sort of torch and say right lads we're going to do this mm-hmm. or you know but um, but I think it's really important I think it's really important I said that I was with a friend the other day and we were talking about therapy and stuff and I did actually say that like in some small way this feels yeah. just yeah. you know it's not to say that we don't need the extra help like I'm still going to go CBT yeah, yeah, yeah. still going to potentially do um, after that's finished potentially um, look at proper therapy and stuff as well but it's like this does really help as well and at the end of the day it's just two blokes sitting in a kitchen chatting yeah. really but yeah, yeah. it feels like it's nice to know at the end of the week we're gonna have someone to talk to and like yeah. say any positive uh any positivity that comes out of this through the listeners is um it's awesome yeah um 
Yeah, and again, don't be afraid to uh, send anything in or come and sit with us. Yes, you know? you yeah, can, yeah. We can, we can seriously put on a voice disguise, put yeah, on a, yeah, you know, yeah. like they do on crime watching. So, I mean, we joke, but if that's what it takes for someone to uh, come on, yeah. then we'd be fully willing to uh, do anything. Yeah, of course, 100%. Yeah, just don't go and uh, introduce them by full name if they wouldn't be. No, in. I'll try my best. Um, so, in terms of so medication, do you or have you taken medication in the oh past? in the past yeah i've tried many different especially around when i had the really bad panic attacks i was taking a couple of different um anti-anxiety meds um when i was really younger about 14 i went on antidepressants although to be fair that wasn't 100 percent mood related they put me on them because i wasn't eating for periods and they thought right. in some way and sleeping and they thought in some ways but but yeah i've been on a variety and um also unfortunately tried to uh do it myself with different medications and stuff as as I think we all do like people will probably listen to that and be like oh yeah he's admitting to like doing drugs but it's like alcohol yeah I was just about to say yeah yeah and, and I've touched on it in the past you know I had a really and up until very recently probably a really unhealthy relationship with sort of with alcohol where it was almost not getting hammered every night but drinking like four beers and probably during the week for like you know, no reason and mm. then going out on a Saturday and just getting absolutely hammered and then waking up Sunday feeling like shit and then mm. like I've touched on before the anxiety or the anxiety um, because you value about the next day so yeah people it really does work at the time doesn't it that's the yeah. problem yeah, I yeah. think because it numbs that part of your brain yeah. it really does yeah. work like I keep I'm at this point now where I kind of realise that a few of the things that I feel like I enjoy are just not helping my mental health. And it's like small things like like alcohol being one of them. Like recently when I've drank, nothing good has really come from it. Like there'll be times maybe when I go to the football, it's like a proper, proper party where there's yeah, music yeah, and dancing yeah. where I maybe will need a bit of Dutch courage to do it. But the last like few occasions, it's not... It's not that it's necessarily made things worse, but it just hasn't done anything for me necessarily. And that's one of them. Same as caffeine. Like, I drink quite a lot of caffeine, but I am technically sensitive to caffeine. So, like, I had two monsters today where usually I'd, like, literally have one and feel a bit funny. But I had two, and I felt so funny sitting on my bed, and I just thought, why am I doing this myself? For the sake of a drink, like, I could have a squash, squash or a 7-Up and feel fine, but it's like, why am I doing this to myself? Um, and I'm starting to realise that with alcohol, but there is that little part of me that thinks, what am I going to do in those situations where I just really need that instant fix? Yeah. When I don't have, like, proper medication that I can just pop, you know, and I just need that. But I suppose it's just trying to use your tools to... To make it work. So you don't have to rely on alcohol, because I think that's where the issue can be. You can... You rely on it, but it never quite works. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You never quite get healed. And, and it's been sensible as well, which, you know, since sort of the other week where didn't have a good experience on, on the alcohol and I woke up the next day and, yeah, I just thought, I just, this is just ridiculous. So, like, Saturday I went, but I had, like, three drinks maybe, and that was enough for me to go, right, I'm going to go home now because any more than you start mm. getting to the stage where... You don't want to stop, yeah. You know, and and I think, but yeah, I definitely think people do. Whether that, people also do it. The gym, you know, the gym mm. is something. I mean, as you can see, one of physique, I'm not a gym. I'm not a gym goer, but but people do yeah, use the gym to, yeah. to or work. I know people who have mm. had uh, have gone through breakups and have thrown their self 
into work because it's another it's just a form of distraction you know 100 yeah it's just like focusing your mind on something and becoming yeah. obsessed with it to try and numb the pain so to speak and like food's a big one for me like i am um, i have got to the point with food sometimes where i'm physically feeling sick like so my stomach you know it, mm-hmm. my body's telling me do not eat another thing and I've carried on Caroline. and carried on. There was, a, it's quite funny actually. I might actually put it at the end of this video now, I won't really. But I, when I went to Europe, I don't know if I've actually touched on this or not. I know I spoke to somebody about it, but um, when I went to Europe, I like, in my head, I thought I had a really good, like, free in time. Like, I felt really good and I did really enjoy it. But I found a video which I genuinely do not remember. Like, I 100% don't remember recording it. Like, when I was scrolling through my pictures and stuff, I was like, because I think I deleted off my phone, but it uploaded to Google Photos. So I was randomly looking through my Google Photos around my ho- uh, around the Euro trip, and there was a video in there, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I played it, and it was like, "Wayne, this is like a message to yourself." And I was like, "Oh my god, I did not <laughs> actually like." I wasn't even drunk, but I genuinely have no recollection of recording it. And it was literally me saying, "Like, sort your eating out." It was like you have spent the last three days you're running out of money you've spent the last three days binging you've been Mm -hmm. feeling physically i do remember like feeling really sick on two occasions pretty much from eating too much and it was like when you get home from this trip you need to sort your eating out it's like even if you have to go doctors and say like is there something you can do whether you have to go therapy it's like you have a massively unhealthy relationship with food and I just remember, and like, and in the video, I ended up getting like quite emotional towards the end. I was like, "Fucking hell!" And I just remember being like, "Wow!" Like, and it kind of that that worked. You don't remember like, that? It? No, but like, wow, that works. Because like, when I watched it, I was like, "Shit, I don't remember this." Yeah. But I obviously did it for a reason because I felt desperate at the time. You, I saw myself out. Do you feel like it's almost as well now, like, like filling a void? I suppose, like, when when I, when I go out for a beer, it's almost that need to keep busy because I could sit yeah. at home and have a beer but like, it's not the same as mm. going out and having a beer does that make sense yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I sat here yesterday and I watched Liverpool game and it was fine but I'd have much rather been at the pub and watched the Liverpool game but the issue of that is if so I, don't, I know I don't have any beer in the house so I don't mm. have any in here because if it's not here I can't drink okay, it yeah. so but I know if I've been at the pub I would have on a Sunday because I've got no willpower I would have gone and had like six or seven pints and then mm. do you know what I mean and then so it's almost uh, well, I need to stay at home and, and do you find you'd eat more out than you would have, oh, do you get what I'm trying to say kind of I do definitely think I use it to fill the time like if I was for instance like really distracted like I don't know say I um, was pl- like playing like uh, PC like playing games like Call of Duty or whatever when I'm playing that because I'm so into it and mm-hmm. so engrossed in it I won't be thinking about eating but it's when I have time to myself really that's when yeah, I find yeah, yeah. so it's difficult when you go out with friends but I actually find that I don't struggle as much I, I struggle with it more when I'm alone I think if I'm alone and not doing anything that's when I struggle because yeah, I think, think my brain's like we need some sort of pleasure here what can mm-hmm. we get what can we get to stop you thinking about yeah. life I yeah. know let's yeah, go and get hard. So let's go and spend 15 quid on McDonald's and eat even though you've just had dinner like two hours ago yeah. like, that's the type of thing and it's still an issue like I, I'll go through waves that's why my weight fluctuates so much as people may that know me may know but like it's because I'll go through waves of dieting really hard for like three months where I'll like cut my calories down to like 1800 and pretty much starve myself and then 
I'll come off it and go absolutely mental and consume like 7,000 calories a day. I just, I do yeah. things in extremes. It's, uh, it's tough, it? it? It is tough. So, but would, so, you're not on any medication at the moment. Is that because you're opposed to it or just because fear. you're... Because of fear. So I'm on, and I've just had to... Have to look. I've, I've actually, uh, Joe's upstairs, so I've got to have a look. So I take, at the moment, metazapan and propanol. Mm-hmm. If I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sounds right. Um, and for me, like, oh, I suppose I am reliant on it now, um, which I didn't ever want to be. Um, and I suppose at some point, I, you know, at some point I'd like to maybe be by next Christmas, like to not be on anything. But what I used to do is I'd take them for three months and then start working. And then just go cold turkey, which mm. just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm very much, you know, I would recommend cancer, would recommend medication. I definitely think it helps me, or helps me, sorry. But you've got, it's out of fear. Yeah. It's something I'm slowly working on because I've been trying, like, I've been taking a bunch of herbal sort of mm-hmm. stuff which, which is what? to be fair it's basically similar but I tried to which is what I tried to at Henry West or something these medifiable ones were or something that would it be um, John Moore maybe yeah that yeah. may be yeah um, Henry West but <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah I, I I tried that before going on to medication prescribed yeah. medication um, again I suppose a little bit of I didn't want to be sort of it's not numbed, but I suppose that's what it does, mm. and I suppose in a way maybe I need to need to be numbed. Yeah, that was my thing as well. Like, because I started initially, I started. I'm gonna again. I can't really pronounce it. But I think it's theanine. It's basically it's L-theanine. It's in um, tea, basically, okay. not in massive amounts. Yeah. It's in tiny amounts of tea. But I notice that when I have a cup of tea. It gives you that, like, obviously, slight buzz from the caffeine, but also a bit of a mellowed mm-hmm. out feeling. So I thought, ah, so I Googled it, and apparently it's in that and Turkey, which is apparently why you get sleepy after Christmas dinner a lot. Oh, um, fun fact of it, Yeah, I think, anyway, I could be totally wrong, so Google <laughs> it. But um, so I started taking that, but I initially started taking this stuff called ashwagandha, I believe yeah, it's pronounced. Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. But that was my worry with that. And again, it comes from, like, instead of me doing a bit of trial and error, which is what I used to do when I was younger, and obviously in some ways got me a bit of trouble, I now just Google the shit out of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start taking that because I'd heard good things about it. But then I started reading about the horror stories, and that was one of the things they said with that is that it can really make you numb to mm-hmm. the point where you just don't care about anything. So you got lost the joy, basically. People yeah. were like, oh, let's go watch football. Like, oh, mm-hmm. don't and I thought, yeah. I don't. I don't want that because I like my lust for life. I like the fact that even though I can be a bit miserable, get and find the negative and everything, there's also a big <laughs> <Not> part. <you. laughs> there is also a big part of me that like can find the like joy and everything. Yeah. So I didn't want to get rid of that. So I started taking that, but then I slowly came off of it and started just on the L-theanine stuff. But that mm. kind of you only take that as and when you need it. So if I was go into something that was going to be a bit nervy, I'll take it half an hour yeah. before that sort of yeah. thing. I, I, think I actually had it just before I came. <laughs> <laughs> just because I was that scared of uh, I've doing come a podcast. To, I, um, yeah, I, I mean, I've taken loads of medication. I, mean, I, I obviously was off or signed off last week uh, and spoke to the doctor on Monday and they said about reviewing my medication. They went through what I've had in the past and I've taken everything and... 
Yeah, I mean, some of it, I get side effects of all the me- or most medications. Yeah. This one I take now, I take before I go to sleep, so I don't feel the side effects as much. But I've, had, I've taken medication before where you want to take it after eating and I'd literally take it and would lay... I mean, I took it at work once and they tried to send me home because I was not out of it, but my dress, oh, my head was just all over the place. And then, But they couldn't send me home because I couldn't drive because it, yeah. literally, I'd have to just lay under my cover for an hour, make me feel, and that's when I thought, no, I'm not doing this, not doing this. And eventually, I found one now where it, the side effects, if there are any, they're not massive. Um but yeah, like I said, if I don't take it, because I'm, I'm really, and I'm still really shit doing it, is when that medication and then not taking the prescription in. Mm. And then after a week, Joe will go to me, You're not taking your medication, are you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I am. No, you're not, because you've been a dick. Um, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a dick when I don't take my medication, <laughs> but even more so if I haven't taken it. Um, yeah, I mean, different people, but me. I suppose I'm quite in a bit of a sad one. I'm always dependent on it now, which is something, mm. again, maybe need to look at further down. Because I don't want to take it forever, but it might be the case that it's what I need to... If it's not detrimental to you, um, then no. maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing. But do you feel like it's really helped then? You really... Yeah. Do yeah. you know? I know you said Joe, obviously. No, 100%, yeah, yeah. 100%. You agree 100%. Yeah, yeah, agree. yeah. And I don't know if some of it is going to sound ridiculous as well, but is mentally I wonder whether or not they just gave me a placebo like yeah like if they just gave me a pack and, and it said matazepam on it but inside it was tic tacs or whatever but in mm. my head I'm thinking I'm taking this medication whether or not but then does it matter if it's having that's no. what I always think when no. people say about stuff being a placebo it's well if it's working then who cares yeah. because our brains are so powerful mm-hmm. I mean placebo is just proof of that like I've actually had that like when I was younger I remember somebody put I can't remember what it was but some stupid drink together and told me it was alcohol when we were out drinking and I genuinely felt absolutely smashed off my face and then they turned around and told me there's no alcohol in it and I was like what and it's just it's just crazy yeah. what your brain can do to you yeah, yeah. and I think that's again a testament to why because I not like I've had first hand experience through the panic attacks of how ridiculously powerful our minds can be is part of the reason I'm so scared of uh, taking stuff because I know, for instance, when I went to Amsterdam last time, I refused, I, I wanted to kind of, and we did walk around as if we we're going to go to coffee shop, but then I was actually like, no, I don't want to do this mm-hmm. because if I get it in my head, even the slightest thought, like I could have a bad reaction to something, I'll have a bad reaction mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And that's the same with... You know, it's weird, like I can take these herbal medications and for some reason maybe it doesn't do it or maybe I just, I choose to take them when my mind's like not really thinking about it, but I can take them and feel fine. But if you said to me now, like have one of my, or if I went doctors and they said, here's an antidepressant, I know I'd go home and think, what the fuck is this going to do to me? And that would make, even if it didn't have the effect, it would make me feel like something was wrong, that I was having an allergic reaction. And it comes from my past, like I know what it is. I think we're very different. So you're very much someone who, I suppose, likes to to know exactly, so I don't read, I mean, I take this medication, don't even read the side effects, Mm. I just read it, 
to a day, right, and, mm. and that's it. Whereas I'd imagine you sat there with the whole manual out on the side and yep. googling it, like you said. And whereas I, and, and it's, your way is probably better than my way because I couldn't tell. I mean, couldn't tell you what I was taking, but uh, <laughs> it's weird because it is an end. Like I vet. It's so funny. I say that I vet like everything I put in my body. It's like with that ashwagandha, can't pronounce it. Did so much research. Obviously, there's a lot of negative, but I thought, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try mm-hmm. because I put positive. With this other stuff, I was looking, like say, I literally spent hours and hours reading about it. But then when it comes to stuff like food, don't give a fuck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't care how many, how processed this food is, shove it down my throat. Alcohol as well. Like, like we all know that alcohol can actually, well, they've done studies recently or in the past that have said that like no amount of alcohol is really a good amount. You know, they say like a glass of wine a day makes it, it's like it doesn't. Like yeah. Alcohol is not good for your brain, like at all and body and liver. Um, but I'll just throw, throw any amount of that down me. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's where even like smoking, like in the past couple of years, there's been many occasions where I've been out and someone's offered me, which I wouldn't do when I'm sober but when I've been drinking somebody gives me a fag and I'm like yeah go for it and it's like yeah, yeah I but a doctor gives me an antidepressant yeah. nah. I seem to remember actually I won't say the person's name but you and some woman will wear a spoons going out in the back garden smoking and I remember yep. sitting there at the time thinking I've known you guys for, for nearly 15 years and I don't think I've ever seen you smoke like what mm. is going on like, yeah, I used to when I was younger, and then it got to the point where I thought it was the worst habit in the world, and absolutely hated it. But then, as soon as I have a drink, because that part of me doesn't care, I suppose what I'm putting. That's the thing as well. If you got me drunk and then tried to give me some like uh, prescribed medication, I'd be like, "Yeah, go for it," because I don't care in that mode. But yeah. it's strange. But it's my relationship with medication, like in the past, like has been just bizarre. It's just been a roller coaster, really. And I think that's something I need to address. I don't think I ever really address, like. I can say I'm over my panic attacks, I'm over the whole pill popping, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, I don't think I've ever really been through it with somebody. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's different, isn't it? I mean, two people. So, I mean, I suppose at the moment I'm very, I wouldn't say pro-medication, but would say, yeah, like if you're struggling, take it. Whereas you're a little bit... No, not no. Sure. Like in in the general population, I I know it works, and like I say, when I've done it back in the day, when they first gave me panic attacks and stuff, it did it did like seem to really help my baseline anxiety. I'd say so. I'd still have the massive panic attacks, like if I felt my heart was racing a bit, mm. it'd send me crazy. But my general anxiety is better. I do. No, I'm a big proponent of it. Proponent of it, but I'm not. I'm just scared myself. Yeah. That's genuinely yeah, it. Yeah. Like when when I went to doctors recently, like he didn't even before he even mentioned like talking therapy. It was like let's get you on something. I was like, um, let's do the talking therapy first. Yeah, and they've got. I mean, they they should know to be careful about that type of stuff for me as well for my uh, yeah. I think history. I think that's the easy option. Is that, and even when I, you know, but last three months, four months, I've really struggled with my mental health. So I've had quite a lot of conversation with doctors and nurse practitioners and the first one they say is put your medication um and you're like oh, i'm already on it well, let's change medication because mm. like, the medication and i can't say you know and that's the only one that i've had that doesn't make me feel sick and doesn't make me feel blah 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 and no 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 we're gonna no you're not listening do you know what i mean like what i'm taking is the only one that doesn't make me ill you can see from my history i've taken yeah all sorts of medication like 
But what I will say, I had someone ring me up on Monday from the doctors, someone I'd not spoken to before, and it was actually really refreshing because they actually spoke about what's going on in your life at the moment, why are you so, why are you so stressed, why have you got this anxiety, why have you got, you know, and talk you through it, and then they said, you know, because it was about whether I go back to work or not, they said, I don't believe you being off work is going to benefit you. I think you need to be, yeah, really. which is probably right. And I did sort of say to Joe about it because she sort of said, you're going to go back to work or not. And I sort of said, I think I need to, as much as I don't enjoy it particularly, I mean, who does? Um, I always need to have Something to do that like. busy part. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably, and that we've touched on, and that's why. You know, we go out and drink and we eat and we do what we do. People go to the gym because people don't like that. Being alone being with your alone. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, you were saying you had your first CBT. Yes. On my, oh, your first of this session. session yeah. yeah. I mean, first thoughts, first. Yeah, I'm. Is, how can I put this? I think me just going and doing it is going to help me regardless of what I get from it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like just me, sounds silly having the balls to do it, but just me having the balls to do it is going to benefit me. Me showing up, I think I'm only doing it for like, they want to do it four or six weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, but me just showing up for those sessions and being a bit vulnerable um, is going to do me the world of good regardless of whether they tell me something that's gonna help do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like, yeah, yeah. so so yeah I'm really proud of the fact I just did that um, so yeah so quite quite happy about that really. yeah so you think I, you'll go back you know I do and I think I was thinking about it because I'm a bit of I really like face to face hence like doing this and stuff because I suppose we could have done mm-hmm. this over laptops yeah, and yeah. stuff but part of me is thinking about maybe like trying it afterwards with one of the online therapies you know like better help or something yeah sponsor us um <laughs> but like just continuing it but obviously i just in some ways i want to i'm always one of these people who wants to do stuff on my own terms if you know what i mean so it's like they're booking these sessions and that's cool and everything but i'd like to be able to like, like right now i want to talk to somebody so i'm feeling maybe yeah, doing it yeah, over yeah. text and something like that might help yeah, I'm just, just trying to think. Someone I was talking to said that their partner she's qualified as a mental health nurse, but I can't think who it was. So, oh, really? um, but what I would say about, so from personal point of view, so my counselling before COVID was face to face. After COVID, it was over the phone. My CBT was actually over Teams because it was in Corby and with work and what I had available, I couldn't get to Corby from mm. work in time. So, you definitely get a lot more face to face. Face yeah. Um, I do agree with that. I just think that maybe it might just be an alternative for me to like try it really. Yeah. If if the CBT doesn't necessarily one hundred percent feel yeah, nice, yeah. which you know. Yeah, I, that's just me. I mean, I know that you know when I was on face to face and you and you're in a room. I mean, you can't no, walk out, but you've got yeah, nowhere to yeah, hide. True. Um, whereas on the phone, and especially on the phone. You'd find yourself like watching TV or, mm. you know, not really paying attention. I suppose the key would yeah. be to treat it like a real yeah, session. And so it, just sit in my room with the phone there and say, yeah, right. But, but it, and it's hard. It is hard. Um, 
And one thing face to face as well was that the trains to train to read you. Yeah, know, I yeah, might, yeah. Um, that's true. The first person I want to see, he would f- done his thing for a long time. It threw me off. So I hear to say, "How are you?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good. How are you?" And he just go, hmm. and he wouldn't say nothing. And I had to find it really weird. But that's obviously him the technique. And then, and then afterwards, I said, I said to him once, I was like, "Mate, like." It froze me when you do that, and he said, "You're not here to ask me questions. I'm here to ask you questions," mm-hmm. which I get. But it was like, you know, like you're uncomfortable. I'm like, "What's he looking at? I've got yeah, something on my yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, Do I yeah. smell like?" Um, but yeah, I, I mean, as much as yeah, if, if teams is obviously for some people, it's the only option because some people can't. But you were similar to me, couldn't get to. Corby where it was based I just couldn't make the times right so it was over teams I think I probably lost not lost interest but yeah maybe I lost interest quicker than I probably would have done had it been face to face no I do agree with that a lot of it as well comes down to money as well I think a lot of online ones unfortunately can be cheaper than trying to yeah. do it private um, if you can't get through the NHS I think but again I suppose it's something they can't change like everyone's got to get paid but it is um, I think that can be a massive waiting list and money can be a big obstacle for that which is why it's like speak to the charities even if it's just to have mm-hmm. someone to just spill the beans to or talk to friends family if you yeah. can I mean I personally find it really hard to open up to my family I think I've discussed that before um, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can. So. Yeah. See, I'm not good at it either. I find it, and even to, to say, you know, you're married and mm. you should be able to tell, you know, but I find it, I do find it difficult to, I suppose, you know, let, let my let my guard down and show the weak side. And like I said, Joe's sitting me at my highest and at, and at my lowest, so it should be the easiest person to talk to. But sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's the hardest person to speak to. Mm other ones closest to yeah definitely that actually kind of ties in to the fact that we've had our first uh i don't know if you want to call it question story i think this one is a question i actually have an 100 percent read all through this we got a message i think it was actually like this morning yes this morning um our first question from a listener okay um it's somebody that doesn't know us personally um so they want to remain completely anonymous though because the sensitivity um is the first part of red so i'll read it out like i say i've only read i think uh, the first half of this so yeah so i'll read it out if that's cool okay so it says hi guys liking the podcast i saw a video on tiktok and i've been catching up on the episodes i heard in the latest one that you mentioned people sending in questions and that for you to read out i have a quick one if you don't mind me asking you but even though I don't know you in person, I would prefer to remain completely unknown as this is quite a sensitive subject. You spoke a lot about making sure you have someone to talk to. I'm struggling a bit at the moment as I don't really have many close friends. However, I do have a fiance that I have been with for over six years. My issue is that I feel like she should be the one person I can talk to about my issues, but I actually find it really hard to talk to her. She doesn't outright say it, but I feel that in some way she thinks as the man of the house, I should always be strong and shouldn't come to her with my issues. I'm often left feeling alone. I think it coughs, bear with me. Um, Sorry, I think it until you accept it, it only lets you send like one message. 
feeling alone and it also makes me feel incredibly weak i worry she's telling all their friends and family about it and i can't help but feel so sad lonely and frustrated do you guys think i have reason to feel like this and also do you have any tips on how i can speak to her about this without making things worse any advice would be greatly appreciated hope this gets through to your page keep up keep up what you are doing um so yeah that's quite a uh yeah yeah um quite a big one really i think in terms of you saying about um whether you uh, you said, do you guys think I have reason to feel like this? Of course, I don't think you should ever feel like you can't feel a certain way. Like, just because something might not necessarily be, like, 100% reality and not true, because you're feeling it and it's affecting your thoughts and your feelings and even, like, your body, like, that is your truth. So mm-hmm. you should always, like, you should never feel like you don't have a reason to feel the way you feel. So that's what I would first say, don't feel like that. Because then you're just putting two things on yourself. You've got these feelings and you're also feeling sort of bad or like you shouldn't have these yeah. feelings. So, you know, if that's the way you feel, that's the way you feel. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I think when he said, like, it is the way he should feel, I've just sat here and said that speaking to Joe is one mm. of the hardest people to speak to. But I also know that if I, and I have done, I'll be honest because I think we should be honest. I came home not last week, week before um, and just broke down in tits to Joe because things going on with different things and it all got to me. So I know that if I want to speak to Joe, I can. I think if you go to your fiance, he judges you for having emotions and this might be really out of order I'd argue she's the right person mm. like you, you know that one person that you should be able to go to you know through sickness and health and you know through the good times um, I think it's really difficult because obviously we don't have too much information here but it's like I would want to kind of know if this has been going on a long time, mm-hmm. whether you used to feel like you can talk to her and now you can't. And also whether the you know, whether you said that she hasn't outright said it, so yes, maybe this true. could just be your interpretation of yeah. it. I think the key to any situation like this, I personally believe, would just be to talk. But 100%. you have to go about it in a way that's not like you're accusing her of mm-hmm. not being there for you you know you could literally just address it and say this is how i'm feeling because i think as guys we do have that we do sometimes feel like that pressure that we are meant to be the strong ones Um, and especially if you're going out with um a a lady that's strong in herself Mm -hmm. and really strong-willed i suppose it can in some ways make it harder i mean obviously i don't know the situation but it will probably best just to talk to her just say you know this is how i'm feeling i feel like i can't talk to you i feel like you don't want me to feel this way and just see how she reacts but i think the key is how you go about that you need to sit and think about how you're going to approach it yeah i'll go from my experience when i first told well actually i first told joe and i told my parents um in the same day um so i had been to the doctors and had sort of a few appointments a few appointments with them uh and they said to me that you know we recommend strongly recommend cancelling sort of etc etc um and i just came home and just said to joe look we need to talk and i'm and i'm really struggling and, and told her that i'm struggling and told her what I'm struggling with and got emotional and 
I was very lucky because Joe was initially, I think, a little bit annoyed, which because I hadn't gone to her sooner, which not annoyed like she was angry at me, but frustrated as, you know, why didn't you come and speak to me? Why didn't you come and speak to me? This guy's partner could be the same. So you could have no idea that he's mm. struggling. And if you don't, at least, if you tell her and she knocks you back, then that's not right. But you've not given her the opportunity to knock you back. Yeah. You might just be <clears throat> reading too much into it. And I, I do it as well. Like, I'm the worst overthinker in the world. You know that. You know, you might be, he might be thinking, you know, they're already being off with me or they're already... My advice would be to sit down and be honest. Yeah. Especially if you see a long-term future. You can't hide it forever. You can't hide it forever. No, exactly. <clears throat> and you're saying about, like, um, feeling like it's sort of demasculating um, or that, you know, you're worried that she thinks as the man of the house you shouldn't say sort of things. If she hasn't outright said it again, that could just be your interpretation. Mm-hmm. Your worry about feeling like you're not man enough. And like I said, you said you don't have many close friends. You know, if there's if there is anyone out there you can talk to, even again, I mean, even if it's just a stranger, even if it's just carry on messing us yeah, on yeah, the definitely. page, like you can talk to somebody about it, but at the end of the day, the person that you really need to have the conversation with is her. But just don't go about it as an accusation. Look at this as you yeah. wanting to say something and not feeling like she's going to be there. I mean, there's two choices. You either go about it saying, I don't feel like I can say this or just go and say the things and then see for yourself. You could open up and be really vulnerable and it, her could, be there for you. It could be the best thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and also he says that he doesn't feel like he can talk because of a man. We, we've all done that, you know. Mm. We, it took me years to admit to anyone that I've got a problem. So it's not necessarily, he probably thinks the same as we have all thought. I could talk to so-and-so, but they don't want to hear my shit. Mm. How much have we all done that? And I, I still do it now when I talk to people and they go, you, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. And you're not, but you think, oh, they've got enough to deal with. And, yeah. and I know, you you know, you've said to me in the past that, you know, when I said to you, why, did, when I, well, why haven't you spoken to me? You know, well, you've got this going on, you, you know, Joe's pregnant, getting married. But unless you tell people or mm. reach out, you'll never know. She yeah. could be sat there thinking, my fiance is the happiest person in the world. It happens, yeah. you know. Um, so my advice would be, personally, would sit her down. Don't accuse her. Don't say, you make me feel like I can't speak to you. Because that could be taken the wrong way and you could put it on the back foot straight away. My advice would just to sit her down and be honest. Say, look, I'm struggling. Um, and I need to talk to you. My advice always would be to seek help from, if you haven't, from a GP and and, and speak to them as well. Really yeah, because, I mean, this could be an underlying... I mean, only you know this. Um, we really appreciate you sending the message, but only you know this. Like, if you feel like this could be an underlying issue with you yourself as opposed to it just being, you know, like you're almost reflecting on her when really it could be that you don't feel, mm-hmm. as, you know... Um, a certain way or you do feel a certain way but instead you're you know looking at it from the perspective of this relationship because sometimes in relationships you have to work on yourself separate before you can you know go to the other person Mm -hmm. or sort things out together unfortunately that's um how a lot of it works but we really do appreciate you sending it in um 
and feel free to send us some more and you know we'll carry on answer any of the questions yeah. that we've kind of in a roundabout way asked yes um, yeah yeah and as i said you can like this person has and the one we had nobody said the person name then uh, another person a couple of weeks ago who yes, we did. sorry uh, i uh, keep uh, saying this is the first it's actually technically a second uh, and we read theirs and that's someone that we both know and we kept them anonymous because that's what they want to do so that's absolutely fine um and like you said if people want to come on and have their voice covered over again we can do that you know we laugh but we can do it that's what people well you can do it i'm like you can do it yeah no Um, 100 percent can i mean it's good i think that in some ways just putting it out there is really can really help you know i mean hopefully in some ways just us speaking about this issue with this person has helped yeah um but yeah feel free to like I say just send a message and be anonymous and you've also like you said you've got the online counselling um who's naming better health who yeah, do a lot of, of pro- podcasts again yeah. sponsor us if you want to <laughs> <laughs> um, we will tag you in our podcast um there are other ones available by the way yeah, that's yeah. just the one that <laughs> I've heard of um but yeah reach out would be my advice yeah definitely Cool. Right, I think we're uh, closing yes. in on time, so that's probably a good place to um, uh, stop. Before we do finish, oh. no, 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 no. obviously we try and do these weekly. The last couple of weeks it's been a bit yes. hit and miss. Um, Baby Bowden could be here really now. I mean, it's five weeks of the due date, but it could be any time. So if we do go a little bit radio silent, that's we'll put some up on, yeah. on the page anyway. But and maybe there's a way we can... Yeah. Do it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll do some solo ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bore the app. That's when the ratings have dropped. But, um, but no, that, <laughs> Two listeners. That, that will be that will be why. Um, if if it does go a bit radio a bit radio silent. Yeah, I didn't even think that's how selfish I am. I didn't even consider. Uh, it's still, I was thinking, no, it's still, it's still five weeks. It's still five weeks. But um, <laughs> Dean will just have yeah. the baby on his lap. Yeah, yeah. It could it could well obviously well be before that as well. Um, but yeah. Yes. Good so, place to uh, be. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening and we shall speak to you soon. Yeah. Goodbye.